Well, come on, good morning and happy Sunday, Go Church. And let me say, Merry Christmas to everybody. Why don't you look at somebody near you and say, Merry Christmas. Come on, tell them, tis the season for Christmas. And Christmas really does look good on each and every one of you. And what a great looking group that I see in front of me. Welcome to Go Church. You're a part of our second gathering here. And for those of you in the room, this is our South Metro Atlanta location. And from this campus, we have the honor and the privilege to live stream our gathering. So I just wanna say good morning to everybody in the greater Washington DC area. We have our Germantown, Maryland campus family meeting today. And then of course our online campus family, literally people watching from all over the globe. So in the room today, can you put your hands together? Come on, real loud. Welcome your extended church family, come on. Can they hear you from the south? Come on, let them hear you all the way down here in the south. And then we've got a weekly tradition here where before we jump into the message, we pause to give honor to the brave men and women that serve in the military and all of those courageous first responders. So if you are serving or you have served, may this moment of applause and appreciation be a huge encouragement to you. Just our sincere and simple way of saying thank you. So come on, church family, let's respond. Bless all of the men and women that's serving. Come on now. Come on, a little bit louder. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And then literally walking from backstage to this pulpit, I was reminded of this verse of scripture that tells us, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. We've come today to just draw closer to God. We want to hear from God and we want to be closer to God. And so I think it's appropriate today if we just applaud the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and thank God for life. Come on now. This ought to be the best clap you've ever given them. Come on. Love it. Woo. All right, I'm going to get all out of the way here in just a second. Let me give you two things. I want you to take note of these two things. The first one you heard in the video announcement a moment ago, that we are having Christmas Eve gatherings at Go Church, and they are always just on a whole different level. So I want to tell you a little bit about that. At this campus, we have a 4 p.m. Christmas Eve gathering, and we have a 6 p.m. Christmas Eve gathering. Admission to that gathering is absolutely free. And you know the saying that I always tell you, if it's free, it's for me. Come on, somebody. That's true, right? So it's absolutely free, but we do want you to get a ticket, okay? So on your way out today at either campus, you can stop by Next Steps, and you can get your color-coordinated ticket depending on the gathering of your choosing. So if you want 4 p.m., tell them you want 4 p.m. If you want to come to 6 p.m., let them know. And we want you to take tickets that are appropriate for the amount of people in your household. And then between now and Christmas Eve, if you need a different time or you want to exchange your tickets or you find out you can't make it, bring those tickets back and let us know. The ticket system is a great way for us to make sure that we're prepared for your arrival. And then in the past, we've even had to add gatherings along the way. So we want to make sure that we are adequately prepared for Christmas Eve at Go Church. So make sure today you get your tickets, all right, for Christmas Eve. Anybody excited about that? It's going to be great. All right, and then today, check this out. Today is the day. It is Legacy Offering Sunday. And if you're visiting with us today, let me just tell you, this is the only special offering that we do all year at Go Church. This is above and beyond your normal tithe and giving. And so for the last really month now, we've been doing a series called Legacy, and I've been sharing different parts of that conversation. At the end of this gathering, we're gonna take up our Legacy Offering. It's gonna be supernatural. But today you get to hear from really one of the greatest voices in my life, Pastor Dino Rizzo. And let me tell you a little bit about Pastor Dino and his beautiful wife, Delenn. They are no strangers to Go Church. Pastor Dino has spoken here multiple occasions. And then on Mother's Day, Delenn spoke. Come on, ladies, you remember Delenn. And 
Let me tell you, she did such an amazing job. She's actually a better speaker than Pastor Dino is, but she was unavailable today, so we went with our second best option. But Pastor Dino, all joking aside, man, honored to have you and Lynn here today. You have three grown kids now, and maybe one day we get the grandbabies coming, right? But we're just, you could be at any church in America today, and really probably around the world, but you're at Go Church, and I love and appreciate all of you. Pastor Dino and Delenn, they, church planters along the way, started the Healing Place Church out in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, God blessed that ministry. They pastored for 20 years, started with about 12 people, and in that 20-year period, God's favor was on that ministry, grew to over 10,000 people in nine locations. That's fantastic, isn't it? Now they currently serve as associate pastors at Church of the Highlands, and they are the executive directors of ARC, which is the Association of Related Churches. And ARC just so happens to be one of our legacy partners because they plant churches all around. And so they got a lot going on. He's authored books and she sings and I mean, come on. But to have you here today is a joy and a privilege. One more part of this and a little personal. A few times a year, Pastor Dino would call my cell phone and just check on me. And you did that about four or five weeks ago and the timing of that was just, it was perfect. I know it was the Holy Spirit. I was in a meeting, I was having a tough day and you called to check on me. I ran out of the meeting. You talked to me for about 30 minutes, man, and encouraged me along the way, and even told me some things I needed to do a better job at. And I appreciate that about you, and I love you so much. I'm honored that you're here. So we honor well at Go Church. So both campuses, everybody in this room, will you stand to your feet? Welcome to this pulpit, the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Dino Rizzo. Come on, Go Church. Let's go. Look at you up there. God's good. Amen. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. Come on one more time. It's all about him. God, it's great to be here. Great to see you can be seated. What an honor it is to be at what I consider one of my other home churches here in the Atlanta area. My wife and I love coming over here to Atlanta and to this community here, even down here in this part of the, the region. Just love it, love it. And um, I just love this church. I, I, there's just no place like it. I enjoy all the worship. I always get inspired all the, the walking through the foyer all the opportunities and everything happening with the children and the next generation and this is just a great place to belong i mean you you can experience family here i'll tell you that thing's important you can find meaning and i think so many people are looking for meaning beyond just the now and the here and now and we want to do everything we can to let you find that and it's just the vision of this house that we exist to to love people and to, to love them so much that they find a relationship with jesus christ and then out of that, they find a little purpose and make a difference and be a part and, and gather together, whether it's in, in gatherings like this, of course, online at our other campus or in small groups, which are so important. Or Then you grow together, which is huge. I'm grateful when I showed up in church. I didn't know much. Uh, I came to church. I was 18 years old. I was not a believer. I just gave my life to Christ. I was grateful that they gave me a pathway, that I, I didn't have to keep living life the same way, that now I could grow in God, and we want to do everything we can to help you grow through next steps. And if you're a first-time guest here, we want to make sure you know that we'd love to be there for you, and then also to be able to keep going. and And I love the teams here, but more importantly, just how you serve. You saw just a just a speck of it there in the in the legacy uh, kind of bumper. And I know Pastor JC is going to come in a little bit and talk a little bit about the opportunities. And again, we're a part of that. We, my wife and I, we planted our church. It's good to have Delenn. Delenn's with me, and Delenn, why don't you stand? This is my beautiful wife. We've been married 32 years. 
anniversary right around the corner, December the 16th. I'm right on, right there at it, just right focused on it. And uh, and we pastored for 20 years then now in Birmingham, but we get to lead an organization where we plant churches. So it is nothing like having a young couple sit in front of you and they want to go launch a new church in Rhode Island or they want to go launch a new church uh, in Iowa and, and they're looking for resources and they're looking for some training and they're, they're looking for some mentors. And so we have hundreds of couples that come to us and and we say yes to many of them, and, and they want to go do this. They want to they do a go church. They want to reach the community. They want to lift up Jesus, and we get to say yes to them. We give them resources and give them the finances that they need to start up, and, and, and the reason why we do it is because you say yes, and you're faithful in your tithe and offering, and so thank you so much ahead of time for your legacy because we're going to go plant churches just this year in 2021. I mean, in the middle of everything we're going through, we're all going through. We planted 59 churches uh, this past year. Come on, clap your hands for that. You were a part of that. That's you. Your pastors helped speak into that. So it's an honor for us to be here. We love your pastors. There is nobody like Pastors JC and Kimberly Worley. They are the real deal. They love you. They love God. Uh, you know them as preachers and leaders, but we get to know them. Uh, I, I know his integrity. I know the honesty of this couple, the, the purity, the innocence. And I, I thought about this this morning as I was praying for your pastors and praying for a few minutes together. Uh, it is the goodness of God that gives you a pastor like he's given you. They are a gift to you. They're a gift to the body of Christ. I can tell you this, uh, integrity 100%. So thank you, Pastor J.C. and Kimberly, how you lead us. You've done so well. We honor you. Lead so well. Lead so well. And I count it an honor to be a friend. And uh, it, is, uh, it is awesome to be here. We feel like family uh, every time we're here. Uh, we love it. We love it. So I'm going to jump into the Word. Uh, today I'm going to talk for a few minutes. I love this Legacy Sunday. Uh, that is something my wife and I, we've done for years, probably 15 years, we've been a part of a Legacy Sunday. Uh, and there's three things we always do as we get ready for that. <clears throat> we, we pray, number one. We, we want to hear from God. We want God to speak to our heart. And then we, then we come up with a plan. We prepare. We talk this week, our Legacy offering at our church Church of the Highlands is next weekend. We're going to do the same thing you do. We give it over and above, and we give it all away. So we follow that same model. And uh, Delenn, I spoke this weekend, or this week, about what we were going to She said, I feel like the Lord spoke to my heart to give this. And I said, well, I feel like I'm going to give this, so we're going to give this together. And then the, the key thing is we participate. It's just not an idea. We're going to put it in circulation. We're going to give and uh, so we can make a difference and impact eternity. And so I know we're going to do that today, and you've been praying and you prepared. We're going to all participate. But I want to talk for a little minute and, and come alongside of this and be a cheerleader and encourager to you as you give. I want to talk around the idea of what God loves, what God loves. Let's all pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. We thank you for our pastors, the leadership, the legacy, the foundation of this house here, other location. Lord, we thank you that you see what's going on in our lives. And so, Lord, we, 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 we ask you to speak to our hearts. We need you. We need more of you. Lord, we felt you in the time of worship. We sent you on this campus. So, Father, we're, we're all, we're, our hearts are open. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, 
Everybody said a good amen. Once you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Come on, look at that other person that was your second choice. Tell them, you look like you could use a little church, my friend. Hey, it's no secret right now. If you fly, if you shop, if you work, if you're in customer service, if you're, if you're, if you're doing anything at all, man, people are on edge right now. There are a lot of people on edge. A lot of people fired up. A lot of people wake up mad. A lot, patience is low. Oh, man, people are, their, their fuse is lit. It's the mean people, irritated people. And uh, you, just, you just don't have to do much to realize that a lot of people right now, it is real, the hate, the shade, the, the, uh, the, the fired up, people fired up right now. And it's, we're just living in a world right now that it feels like it's on edge. And so this really happened to me. Four months ago, I was preaching at one of the churches that you helped get us start a couple years ago in Cincinnati. Great church. I got up early. I was going to go speak there. It's their four-year anniversary, but four, fourth-year birthday. So, man, I was kind of in a birthday spirit, a little anniversary on me. I was excited to be there, going to celebrate with this church. And I got up early and, 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 and was heading to the church and just had that craving, you know, had a little craving for a little McDonald's breakfast. Come on, I, I just felt the Lord lead me to a hash brown. I mean, sometimes the Lord would have you have a hash brown. And so, and there's something about that McDonald's hash brown that just was, I was feeling, I felt like the Holy Spirit was drawing me there. And so I eased up, found me one on the way, and I pulled up through the drive-thru, ordered my hash brown, and was going to pull it around and, and wait behind one car that was at the drive-thru window. And I'm sitting there just mine, had, had me a little gyro on, the, on my, I was worshiping God, glory to God, gyro. I mean, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, waiting on my hash brown. And next thing I knew, the car, it just kind of angled, some weird angled away from the drive-thru, just about six feet, still blocking the window. Lady gets out of the car. This happened. On a Sunday like today, lady gets out the car, takes something sandwich in her hand, and throws it at the drive-thru woman. Just throws it, starts screaming. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm about to not get my hash brown. <laughs> Drama at the drive-thru. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching it all unfold in front. I love Drama. So I'm watching it all. I'm about to get my phone out, about to live IG me a story right now, about to get me some followers. I'm watching all this. She throws it, and, then she, and you can tell she's a little winded. I'm like, and she, she about to have a heart attack. I think she's going to go down. Ain't nobody going to give her CPR. She's yelling. And so I, open, I get up out the car, and I'm, I'm like, and she's like, I, I ordered a McGriddle. I wanted a McGriddle. Like she's going to die her last words before she sees Jesus' McGriddle. How many knows you don't want McGriddle as your legacy? Come on, somebody. I thought, this happened. I'm watching it. So I, I kind of involve myself. I'm, I, I interject myself in situations all the time. So I just, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I stepped up. Whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down. It's okay. We're going to get you a McGriddle. Calm down. I said, man, we, we love you. Like I'm working for McDonald's. Like, we love you. It's, uh, we love you. Maybe get her. Can I get a McGriddle out here? Can, I just need a McGriddle. And she was, I just want a McGriddle. I said, I said life is bigger than a McGriddle. Gave her her McGriddle. I said, we love, I love you. Love you. I turned around that like, drive through lady. I said, man. I, I thank God for you. You're a blessing to the world. 
I love you. Can I have my hash brown? I love you. Gave her $20. Said, keep the change. And, and I, I left there. And I, it just dawned on me as I was easing off to this anniversary. Man, wow. The world needs the love of God. I mean, the world, everybody needs the love of God right now because it's like we're immersed in meanness and, and on edge. And I was so convinced that day as I was pulling off how much we need big helpings, big servings of the love of God in our life and in our world today. There's no better portion of Scripture that describes how much we need the love of God. And I think it matches right to the idea of legacy. This is not a separate thought. This is a together thought. It's in 1 John chapter 4. It's the hallmark scripture, I believe, that describes the love of God. It says this, dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Look what it says, because God is love. It says, this is how God showed his love. How does he show this love among us? The Bible tells us he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and, and, and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God. I love that it says but that we, have, we love one another. God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. What a phrase in verse 11. Dear friends, since God loved us, we ought to also love one another. Love how it jumps down to verse 16. And so we know and we rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. There's a repeat. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will, not, we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There's no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. This last verse is amazing. Uh, we love because he first loved us. Can I have a good amen? That is the, that is the portion that we need today, the love of God. See, John tells us that the fact of the matter is that God is love. It's, it's not something that, you know, sometimes we can feel like we're, he was love in my life. When I was easier to love, then God was love. But no, no, no. God is love at this present, current moment in our world today. He's as much love now as he's ever been. God is love. It's not as if he might be love one day. Could he be loved? No, God is love. So what does he do with all that love? Well, ultimately, we see it in John 3.16. I mean, John 3.16, uh, it is the anchor of everything. It is the anchor of the local church. Guess what? It's the anchor and the bedrock of legacy, of our home, our parenting, our as a blended family, a single dad, a single mom, in, in everything that we, we do, it's the bedrock of it. Look what John 3, 16 says. For God so loved, he loved the world that he gave. He loved, therefore he did something with that love, he gave. 
And he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Can I have a good amen for John 3, 16? Wow, where would we be without it? We started our church. Uh, we were just a little baby church, a little tiny church, just a few people. My wife and I, we were young. I was 28 years old. You were 23 years old. And, and we just had a handful of people. First Sunday, first Wednesday night I preached. I preached real fast. And I preached the whole message in 11 minutes. And I looked up and I still had time on the clock. And so I re-preached it again two more times. And so same thing, th- three times. And, uh, you know, it was fast and all over the place. And uh, we had, you know, about five people quit the next day. And they were like, man, I'm going to have to take drama bean to, to come hear you preach. It was just a lot. And so our church, we just began to pastor, love people, care for people. And I remember one Sunday I felt led to preach on John 3.16. Did a five-week series on John 3.16. Just that one verse. I remember after the fifth week, somebody met me at the stage and I was done preaching. We had one service in those days. Come on, 10 to 12, two hours, baby, 10 to 12. Don't know what we did in them, but they were there. And uh, he stopped me, he said, John 3, he said, are we ever going to get off of John 3, 16? Is that all you can preach? I remember I just scrambled through some remark. I went home that week, felt so guilty, felt so small, felt so little in my preaching, felt, felt so not, felt like it, I was in kindergarten preaching, and I'm complaining to the Lord, and felt like the Lord had, had told me to preach on that, and I was kind of blaming the Lord. Why did you let me preach on one verse? Why, why have you led me to John 3? It was, there's, and I remember the Lord spoke to my heart as clear as I am here today. He said, you can live your life, son, in the deep ocean of one verse. Your whole life could be deposited and immersed in that one verse. That my love is so vast. My love is so deep. You will live your life trying to. It is your legacy. It is your yesterday. It is your today. It is your tomorrow. Boy, I went to a church the next Sunday. I preached nine more weeks. Come on, somebody. I was looking for that guy. You want some more? I'll go nine more. It's that deep. I love this verse that ties to it. Romans 5, 5, because I believe it speaks right to us today. It says, and this hope will never disappoint us. Because God, God Almighty, has poured out his love. And there's a purpose to fill our hearts up. He gave us his love through the Holy Spirit whom God has given to us. Lord, fill up our heart. With your love. Lord, fill up my heart on the good days and the bad days. Fill up my heart with your love so I can live legacy. Fill up my heart with your love so that I can notice those around me that are in need. Just fill up, fill, pour out your love to fill up my heart in this crazy world. The fact of the matter is we need it. And sometimes our love tank gets empty. Thank God we're not the origin of the love that we need today, that God Almighty is the origin of that love. Because sometimes, how many's ever run into somebody or got somebody you know or maybe somebody in your family and they are hard to love? (laughs) And you don't have the ability. You can't love them with your love, but you can love them with God's love. I I told somebody that one time, I said, man, you're hard to love. Thank God for his love. I mean, it's the love of God is the origin. And here's the good news. It never runs out. It's endless. Church, that is, that is, from, that is where we stand. We stand on that. 
We live out a legacy that way. So I was processing through this, and I was thinking about this, this Lord, help me to understand this. And so I started thinking about, Lord, you love me so much. You poured your love out on me. I am the recipient of your love. Now, I want to be, I want to, I want to be like Jesus. Uh, I want to share that love. Uh, I want to live that out with the way that I live my life and the words that I speak and the way that I handle my finances and I give my time. I want to be, what, what do we want to be? I want to be a reflection of that love in a hurting world. Uh, my family needs it. Uh, and so I want to be that. So I started thinking the idea around where I wonder what, what, what does God love? I want to be that for you. I know you love me, but what are the specific things that God loves? It's like when you fall in love with somebody. Eventually you say, I love you. Eventually they're going to say, well, what is it you love about me? You know, I just love you. What, what do you love? If you can't tell the person that you love some specifics, man, I love your personality. I just love the way you care for our kids. I just love every once in a while your little cheek does this little funny thing. There's specifics. You know, uh, so, you know, we, we walk in that. So I, I'll give you an example. I, I fell in love with Delenn when she was still in like with me. So I was, I, I, was, I was ready to say I love you, and she was still in the like world. Do you know how hard it is to say, girl, I love you? And she says, I like you too. <laughs> Hold up, brother. Don't go get that ring. Back it up. You know, you don't want to hear I love you, and they, and they, they text you back, thank you. You're in the friend zone, friend. You're in the friend zone. And so I found, I started, I wanted her to love me because I knew she was the one I was so in love with her. And so I started, I, I found out what she loved. I started finding out. So it's like, where do you love, where, where do you want to eat? We go to Pizza Hut. I love Pizza Hut. It's my favorite restaurant ever. What's your favorite color? Purple. Purple. I love purple. Everything I own is purple. I found out she loved these little precious moment statues you get at Hallmark. I love them. Been collecting them my whole life. I go stand in line at Hallmark, get the precious moments of the month, and bring her one. Got me one too. Little big head, a little child flying a kite. I love it. After a while, all of a sudden, I was loving what she was loving. She started loving me. Girl, I'm right here. I love you. And she, she, she finally said yes to the dress. And, and I mean, it, you, you, you discuss, so, so in that process, reading the scripture, I came across something. And it, it has been, I'm going to use this word, it's been transformative to me lately. In the world that we're living in. I, I want to read you this scripture. It says 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 8. Now it's a generosity scripture. It's a legacy scripture. It's just, it's, it's just, it's a big one. But I, I saw something in it that ha, that has just uh, that that did something in my heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Your pastor teaches you this. Each of you should give. It's an all call. The Bible, is when it comes to giving, it's an all call from the Holy Spirit. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under some weird compulsion. 
where all of a sudden there's some pressure, you're getting manipulated. That's no fun. That's not God. Thank God that, uh, thank you, Lord, that's not Go Church. It's not your pastors. It never has been here. But you give because of what you've decided in your heart. And then out of nowhere, there's this phrase For God loves a cheerful giver. And then it keeps going, verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, glory to God, you will abound in every good work. So I've read this so many times. I've taught on it so many times. But that phrase in the middle jumped out. I kept just seeing it in my mind's eye. kept hearing it in my heart. The idea that God, the creator of the world, the one who gave us breath, the one who, who sustains us, that God Almighty loves a cheerful giver. That's a specific. There's not a lot of specific. You search your Bible. There's not a lot of specific verses that gives you something unique that God loves. Does it tell us what's his favorite animal? We don't know what his favorite color is. We don't know what his favorite food is. We know that he loves the world. We know that he loves you and I. But here it says he gives us a, a unique, specific thing. Unlike anywhere else in Scripture, it kind of gives us an insight. It opens the window to something that God loves. And God says, let me just, know, let me just tell you something. Here's something that I love. I love a cheerful giver. Love it. This idea of giving under pressure, this idea of, uh, I ran into somebody today and they were talking about tithing and it's like when they said something about tithing, they were in a bad mood. I was like, that's not a cheerful giver. I believe if we don't come to God with the right heart, I don't even know if it matters. I want to give to God cheerful. I want to give to God as worship. It's easy for Dylan and I to participate with the legacy offering because we're giving it out of love. It is love, watch me, responding to love. And it is his love responding to this love. And so it's cheerful. Uh, the word cheerful in the Greek is hilarious. We get the word hilarious. If you go and look up the word hilarious in the dictionary, there's a volume icon. Click it, and it's, it pronounces hilarious like this. Oh, I don't know how you laugh. I don't know if you're like a loud laugh or if you're like a silent laugher. I don't know if you cry, if you stomp your foot. I don't know if you get a splotch on your neck. I don't know what your vibe is. But everybody has hilarious. You just have that moment. And God says, that's the type of giver that I, I'm looking. I love when someone is hilarious about giving, someone who's positive, someone who's almost comical and joyful that when they distribute, when they relay, when they return their tithe, when they give their offering, it's one of the most joyful things because I love it when that happens. Think about it. I don't ever stop hilarious in my life. If someone calls me and says, man, I have a hilarious story to tell you, I never say, no, I need something negative. Nobody ever says, man, I got something funny to tell you. I, no, I want the hate. I invite hilarious. We're living in a world today, please, someone tell me something good that's happened. My child called me from school. Something happened at school today. Oh, man. Whew. 
it is so funny. Oh, thank you, Lord. You get a call, baby, come home from work. Something happened at work today. Oh, babe, you lost your job. No, I got a raise. Ah, ah, ah. Meet him in the front yard, glory to God. Why? We, we invite. We embrace. God says out of his word, I love a cheerful giver. What an opportunity for you and I to be able to give. And God says when you give, man, I just love it. I love it when you're excited. Because most of the time what we do with our money is not fun. It's not fun to pay bills. It's not fun to pay a late charge. It's not exciting at times to distribute our resources that we've worked so over time. Two jobs. Working 16 hours a day. It's not fun to sometimes have to do those things with our finances. But God says with me, it's where it's, it's joyful. With me, it's laughable. And that's the spirit of the legacy offering. Is that we joyfully, we, we, we love this moment in service. Because God loves it. Because we're so cheerful. It's worship. It's love. I, I wrote down some promises and some facts. I want to be able to give you something. And Pastor JC is going to come and lead us in one of the most hilarious moments of our service. Did you get that? Can I have an amen? Here's just promise and facts. Here's the first one. That God loves you right now. You say, well, I don't know if that has a lot to do with legacy. I think it has everything to do with legacy. Because no matter what you've walked through, no matter what type of year it's been, God loves you right now. God loves you 100% right now. Do you know that God does not love us 90%? There's no way. God doesn't partially. God doesn't love us on a Monday better than he loves us on a Tuesday. That doesn't work with God. Now, there are times we may not be as pleasing. There are times that we allow in our life. There are seasons that we go through that there may be distance and there may be things in our life that are not pleasing to him. But that, does, that, that never changes his love towards us. God loves us. He loves each one of us right now. He loves us in our worst moment. He loves us when we're not at our best. He loves us. And... and and, and, and he loves everybody in that situation. God loves us. Here's the second thing I wrote down. That God created us to give. He created us to, to give. You know, for John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that his next response was that he gave. Uh, Mother Teresa says we're never more like God than when we give. So God created us. To give. He did not create us to be selfish. He did not create us to be stingy. You think about your heart, the way your heart is created. Your, your heart receives blood, there's intake, and then there's distribution. It, it's pumping. It's beating. If, if one of those stops, you will go into cardiac arrest. It's not good. If your heart ever becomes a reservoir... You're in trouble. Your heart has to be a stream. Our, 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 our hearts are created to be a river. It receives, it distributes, just like our life is meant to be that way. We will never find the best things in life if we become a reservoir, that everything that comes to us stays with us. 
Oh, come on, can I have a better amen? God's brought it to us so that it goes through. God has blessed us, what? To be a blessing. God forgives us so that we can give forgiveness. God heals us so that we can be a person that distributes healing. God sets us free from anxiety and depression so that we can bring joy into somebody else's life. It's We've been created at our very core to give and to distribute. That's why selfish, stingy people are miserable. Why? They've become a reservoir. And they're no longer a river. Lord, help me to be a river with the little that I have. Come on, somebody. Lord, whatever you've given to me, I'm going to be a river. You've created me to be a giver. Here's a third thing that I wrote down, this, these promises and these facts. There is freedom and generosity. Oh, when you realize, I, I'll never forget, Dylan and I, we were building a house uh, when we just first got married, and we got a little bond bunny. We were so excited to build this little house, our first home. Her dad gave us some money, helped us buy a lot, and we just working several jobs, trying to pastor a church. She's working. On, and I'll never forget, we were out there building that house. And right before we moved in, they put the sheetrock in, and they delivered a lot of the cabinets and all those things. For some reason, some of the work they had done that day, uh, something sparked, and our, that house caught fire. So we're at our little apartment. McCall had just been born. And uh, my goodness, that was probably 25 years ago, baby. 25 years. I'm old. I'm 57 years old. I am old, old, old. I love being 57. Don't act like 57 is 37. 57 is 57. Somebody told me, 57 is the new 37. No, it's not. It is 57, and I like it. I don't want to be 37 years old. 57, I can say what I want and go to bed when I want. Mm. About to have church up in here. And I didn't forget, somebody called our house. Say, hey, preacher, preacher. He's a guy next door. Preacher, your house is on fire. It's about one in the morning. I jumped up, thought our little apartment was on fire. I said, where? He said, your house, your building is on fire. I jumped in our car. We were probably three miles away. Delenn stayed home with, with McCall. I, and I was, I was pulling into subdivision. I saw an orange glow. I said, man, that whole thing's caught fire. I pulled around. Right when I pulled around, Pastor J.C., I got out of our car, and the firemen were there, and their hoses, just the last little bit, the whole house fell in. Whole thing burned up. We are going to move in about a month, probably about a month out. I was standing there, and boy, and, and I, I, I was looking at and and the guy walked up to me and said, what are you going to do? The guy walked up and said, is this your house? I said, yeah. He said, what are you going to do? And that question started, I, I, I paced around while the fire had been finished up. I finally said, Lord, I'm a giver. I'm a tither. We give. I said, Lord, your house burnt down tonight. What are you going to do? Oh, come on, somebody. There is freedom in generosity. I didn't own, that wasn't my house. That's God's house. I don't own all that. I'm a steward. I was like, Lord, you better call State Farm. Your house burned down. I'm going to go home and go to bed. There is a freedom in generosity you'll never find in nothing else. And then here's the last thing, and I'll finish with this. Start legacy today. 
When's the best time? What's the best? What's the most important step of any journey? It's your first step. What's the first step of forgiving anyone? Your first step. What's the first step of reading your Bible? You just start reading. Pray it. You say a prayer. Worship. You worship. It's your first one. Now I want to encourage you today. Start legacy today. Because your legacy is going to impact eternity. God has poured his love out on us. And we are meant to distribute that love. I always pray this prayer. Lord, pour more out on me so I can distribute more. I'm not praying, Lord, pour it out on me so that I can keep it. Lord, pour it out on my life so that I can buy that extra meal. So I can stop and maybe give that hurting person $5. Hey, God bless you. Maybe I could help build a campus with my tithe. Maybe I can contribute and plant a church up in Maine. Maybe I could buy some groceries. Maybe I can help somebody in their nursing home. Because you've been so good to me. That's a legacy. What I love about a moment like this and what your, your pastor, of course, the, the leadership of this church is that you know, it's an all call. Everybody going to give. Here's what's amazing. Because we're going to give it all away. And we're going to give it all away for the glory of Jesus. Not unto us. Unto him. Be all glory, honor, and praise. Can I have a good amen? Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. Father, we love you. and Lord, I thank you for these moments. and. I pray a blessing on this house. Maybe you're here today and you feel far from God and you just need a new beginning in your life. You just say, you know, Dino, I need a fresh start. I just, I need a fresh start today with Jesus. I need to start today just serving God, living for Jesus. I need to do. I want to encourage you right now, all over this room, if you feel far from God, pastor's going to come, give you an opportunity, but this is a church that helps you take a next step. But, just pray this prayer right from your heart right now. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. If you need a new beginning, just say it to the Lord right now. Say, Lord, give me a new beginning. Give me a fresh start. It's nothing like praying these words from your heart. Thank you that you died for me. You rose again. So today I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Father, bless all those who prayed. And Lord, I pray for this church. I pray for each giver today. Let's watch it online. Lord, I pray that you would bless, you would pour out your spirit and pour out your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship.